Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. All right, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Now, we are neck deep in a highly competitive job seekers market. What this means is that the feeding frenzy for talent has created a perfect storm for people to ask for a lot and get it. Now, I've found recently that the interview process has been plagued with a lot of bait and switch tactics and ridiculous compensation negotiations, as well as outright ghosting after an offer has been accepted. The root causes of these issues is the transactional way in which our hiring process is being run. Yesterday's tactics have not evolved to that of the modern job seeker. Today, we're going to discuss the pivot that must take place in your hiring practice to align with what people really want. And it all starts with your first interaction. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win the strongest hires. We do so by sharing insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry leaders. Our guest today, unfortunately, had to cancel because he came down ill. And so I'm going to be discussing a topic that I've received a lot of questions on over the past few weeks since the new year. Today, we're going to discuss the changes in candidate attitude and positioning a little bit. And then we're going to talk about how to eliminate the frustration and engage people at a more human level. This is going to really delve into evolving your approach, evolving how you interact with people. The candidate attitude has not really changed, guys. It's been evolving over the course of the past couple of years. And what's more important to people now is not necessarily the money. What's more important to people now is what's in it for me above and beyond the money. What value does your company bring to me? The problem that I'm hearing as I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs is that there's a lot of dishonesty and people are being unreasonable when it comes to their demands. We're getting people that are lying on phone screens, not showing up for interviews. And when it comes down to an offer, asking for a ridiculous amount of monies and then turning around and not showing up for work. Look, these are all transactional problems. These are all problems that if you have an interaction with somebody and it's based on a transaction, meaning I need you to come work for me because I need you to solve a problem for me and we don't really care about what's in it for you, then these problems are going to continue to exist. Then you to plague your organization. They're going to continue to be problematic and keep you up at night. This problem comes down to how we're approaching people. It's again, that old sales mentality where let me tell you a little bit about us and why we're so special and I'll find out a little bit about you. And then hopefully we meet somewhere in the middle, you're attracted enough to us and how great we are that you're gonna wanna join us. So it's this educational approach with selling, which takes place at the very, very beginning of a conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about us, what we're doing here, and why we're interesting. When you lead off a conversation like that, it's about me telling you how great we are and hoping that you buy in. But the problem is that this is something that needs to be done at the end of the conversation, not at the beginning of the conversation. And then there's some common practices, I think, that we're really faltering in, especially when we get to the end of the process, which is negotiating. When you carry a process along in such a manner that effectively somebody leans in and they tell you they want to work for your organization because they see the value that your company projects for them, then you don't have situations where you're going to go negotiate with them 
They're going to come back, renegotiate because they've got a higher offer somewhere else. These are all the problems that I'm hearing. Let's think about why this is important to your company, why it's important to you as an executive or an entrepreneur. One, you're losing great talent. What got you here won't get you there. By what we've done over the past 10, 20, 30 years, and most of our interview processes are a carryover of that legacy method, we're in a position where we're not learning about people so that they understand the value that we can provide to them. And without that, it puts us in a position where we're losing great talent. And you know what? It keeps you awake at night. Are you hiring the best people? You're getting a seed filled which is what your investors or what you really need to do. But is that person going to be problematic because you're not providing value to them in a way that they're going to thrive? This challenge is coming from two places. One is speed. We all need to hire people fast. And you can still do things in a very timely manner, but do them in such a way where you're taking time to understand, is the person across the table from me the right person for my organization? Again, you can still have a quick hiring process, but you need the data points or the evidence to support whether or not that person is the right person for your organization. The second killer is need. As entrepreneurs or executives or hiring managers, we need to get those roles filled. We need to get the work done. Anybody who can demonstrate that they bring reasonable skills is a hire in this market. And not aligning with the core values of the company or not aligning with the mission, vision, values of the company, it puts you in a really bad position because that person hasn't told you that you add value to them and their career and where they're looking to go. So I want you guys to start thinking about those two things in a different manner. It's all there, but just getting something off your plate is not the best thing for your company. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you're going to find a link to Healing Career Wounds, which is available now on Amazon and all your favorite bookstores. Let it be your startup's secret weapon to hiring the strongest talent. Today, we're discussing the evolution of your hiring process. So I'm trying to get you to think, how do we fix this in such a way where we're not transactional, number one, and number two, where we're in a position where we can get people to lean in, they see the value in our organization above and beyond the paycheck, and we're setting them up to thrive. So I'm going to say that first and foremost, this all starts with your first point of contact. And your first point of contact, and I think the single point of failure is the phone screen. I like to call it a discovery call because I go more in depth into it, but let's just start with the normal term of this phone screen. The phone screen sets the tone for your relationship. So if it's a five, 10 minute call, that's transactional. And typically a phone screen goes something like, thank you for sending your resume. Wanted to tell you a little bit about us and find out a little bit about you. You might give a little 411 on the company. And then of course, then you're gonna ask them questions. And those questions are usually centered around skills and monetary compensation. 10, 15 minutes of a conversation where basically all you're doing is focusing in on skills and the transactional components sets the tone for, oh, this is just another company who's trying to hire people. So you don't stand out in that person's mind in any sort of way differently or better than anybody else. Even though you gave them this great pitch on how wonderful your company is, what funding you have, who your investors are, the CEO's background, those are all good things. But those are all things that need to be done at the end of the conversation, after you've learned about who this human is sitting across the desk from you. So if you're transactional, expect that from the relationship. They're gonna bounce at the first sign of a heavier paycheck coming at them. If you're adding value, you can expect that from the relationship. 
So that first point of contact, how do we add value? There's three ways in which we do this. And I've talked about this before, but I really wanna delve a little bit deeper into this phone screen piece because I have a script I can share with everybody that will walk you through it. Again, you wanna gain evidence to support whether or not we should even bring this person in for an interview. Number two, you also wanna set it up to where they ask for the interview. Because if somebody asks for the interview, then they're gonna show up. That's gonna completely eliminate the ghosting issue that a lot of you might be having right now. First and foremost, we need to seek to understand a person's why. Simon Sinek talks about the why, and it's something that we should all seek to understand in the very, very beginning. Look, I call them career wounds. Everybody has career wounds. Somebody's pain point, their why, why are they talking to you? Why are they sending their resume to you? Why are they interested in something new right now? Now, the key component to this is digging under the hood. It's not about the money most of the time. It's about growth. It's about the content of the work. It's usually and potentially management or leadership. Those are like the three main components that you can think about in your mind when somebody feeds you a pain point where, hey, like I can't grow here. They're all interconnected most of the time. I can't grow here. Well, why can't you grow? Well, because look at, I've been doing the same work for a long time. There's really no place for me to go within the organization. We just had a change up in leadership. And now I've gotten moved under somebody who was my peer and there's problems there, there's friction. There's a lot of potential energy there that can be pulled from that this is what keeps them up at night, right? So if we understand what keeps them up at night and we can figure out how to fix that for their career, if we can unbreak what's broken, then that puts us in a really strong position to be able to land that person or win that person to our organization. You can't do this in a five-minute phone conversation about, hey, look it, we just want to find out a little bit more about your salary and why you're looking to leave. It's a lot deeper than why you're looking to leave. It's a lot deeper than tell me about your skills. It's a lot deeper than you telling about your company and hoping that they resonate with it. Hopefully a light bulb went off and you think about that first. Now, the next piece of it is what does a person want besides a job? So if somebody sent you the resume, they're most likely off of work or they're looking for a new opportunity, they're pretty active. Besides looking for a job, what is it the person wants to do? What is the environment in which they're going to thrive? That's really important. And most people know. And if they don't know, then they're not being honest with you. So you have to dig a little bit deeper. If they're telling you what you think that they want you to hear, then you got to dig a little bit deeper. But most people know what type of environments they do well in. There's a lot of people that do well in an environment that's a large company and they've got lots of resources and people around them and benefits, which is not conducive at all to a startup. And then there's people who do really well in a small collaborative environment, maybe working alone. But being in an environment where they're building things and they're doing things that make a difference, that make an impact, and those people are conducive to a startup environment. You need to understand this before you bring somebody in for an interview. Is this person positioned right for my company? Are they in a position where they're going to do well in my organization? This happens quite often, and I've seen it way too many times with somebody who gets enamored with somebody out of a big name brand company, and they come in, they end up failing because they didn't have this conversation about what type of environment you thrive in and why and how. And there are people within large organizations that can do quite well going to a startup. They have to really want that. I've been at a large company for a long time. I want to go to a startup and I want to be able to kind of build and 
thrive in an environment where I don't have all this red tape around me. But these are things that people have to tell you. You don't feed that to them. So it's what they really want in their gut that's important. So the environment in which they will thrive, you have an understanding of that and it resonates or aligns with your company, boom, keep going. This is a great call. This is a great person. But if they don't, guess what? Thank them for their time. Move on. You just saved hours of interviewing time and the headache of a turned down offer because they went to Google for 10 times more money. That heartache you don't need. And it's hard sometimes to walk away from people when you're enamored with them. This person fits our need. They come from this great company and I think they're going to do amazing things. By the way, those are us projecting on them. That's not them telling us what they want. You're destined for heartbreak in a lot of those situations. Now, the third part of this is, do they align with my opportunity? Now, what does that mean? I want to know or get an understanding of the impact somebody's made within their organization. Still a big believer that past performance is a key indicator of future performance. And given the right environment, if you put somebody where in a place that they desire, that past performance is going to transfer over. Now, where past performance doesn't transfer over is when you put them in that role or that opportunity that doesn't match what it is they desire, where they're just taking the job for the paycheck. And please, I want to get you guys to completely avoid hiring people for a paycheck. I mean, I know you need them. You're probably getting some investor pressure. You're getting pressure from the top down. But the truth is, if you wait a little bit longer, if you do some targeted recruiting, if you do some other things that aren't really happening right now, it puts you in a position where that person that really is going to thrive in your organization, that's going to be a rock star, is going to rise to the top and end up coming through the process. The impact, and when we talk about what impact somebody made, it's above and beyond what their job is. My job might have been to make widgets, but hey, if I took the few minutes to notice that there was a problem with the widget making assembly and I took it upon myself to go in and just fix it. Those are people who show initiative. They took the horse by the reins and they actually drove something. These are people that are going to thrive in a startup. These are the people you need. You got to hire people for your startup that see things and fix them, not sweep them under the rug and hand them off to somebody else or say, that's not my job. Once I have an understanding of these three things, now the most, most, most important part of the phone screen is do they align with my opportunity? So as you're taking notes on this, as you're getting all this rich data from each person that you're talking to, and they're giving you exactly what they want, do they align with your opportunity? Should be what's going through your head as you're having this conversation. Thinking about, and as you're taking notes, so how do they fit into my organization? Where do they not? Because nobody is 100% fit, right? There's always going to be those not places. And then thinking about how do you solve their career wounds? The next piece of this is once you kind of gather this data and you have this conversation, before you wrap up, before you align in an interview, before you do anything, our job is to let them connect the dots for you. Our job is to now do our light selling on our organization. But we've got some data points to take to the table to say, hey, look at here's where we align. You had told me that you really want something where you're building something from scratch. You want to be able to be really impactful within the organization in this area. Okay, we completely align here because this is what my role is. And this is how my role can help get you to that next level of where you're looking to go, what you desire. Here's where we don't fit. Now, this is really important because a lot of times somebody might say, you know what? I'm more comfortable at 
a fairly established startup to a mid-sized company, maybe 300 people and above. And maybe you're a 100-person company. Well, we're a 100-person company. We're not 300. But where I see alignment is here, but where we're off is here. And here's how we're counterbalancing that. That honesty in who we are not draws people in from the perspective like, okay, they know what they're getting themselves into. And this is really important because a lot of people show up on their first day of work and they've been sold a bill of goods. And guess what? It has nothing to do with what it is they want. They just took the job because they got sold on it. I want to get you out of the habit of doing that. So as you're feeding this information back to them, here's where we align. Here's where we don't. Here's the opportunities I see it for you. Here's the growth path I see for you. Here's a little bit about our leadership and why you might want to work with them. And then as you feed it back, now you let them drive the asking for the interview. And this is a really powerful tool because if somebody asks for an interview, then guess what? They show up. They show up and they do well. They prepare for it. And they want it just as badly as you do. This is a really, really easy thing to do. Based on what I just shared with you, what would you like to do? What are your thoughts? Walk me through what you're feeling right now. And you let them talk it through. If you've done the connecting of the dots properly, based on like I've hit the points that are important to them, then they're naturally going to lean in. They're naturally going to want to work there. But again, don't fool yourself into thinking, hey, I can get this person on board if they're completely off base. If somebody's completely off base and you're talking about just their desire and what they want, let them go at that point. Just say, hey, we're not that. I would love to bring you through, but the truth is, like, we're not going to be the right place for you. Would you agree? And a lot of times they do. And then guess what? This gives you a really powerful tool to be able to ask for a referral. Once they connect the dot, once they ask for the interview, boom, set them up in real time for an interview, bring them in, and then show them how impressive your interview process is. We're just about out of time for today's show. I just want to do a quick shout out to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrew Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week's episode. We did have to do a quick pivot at the end, and I really apologize. We'll get our guests back in the upcoming weeks. Please subscribe, review, and share the podcast. As we are listening, we welcome your feedback. After all, this show is for you. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me a line at rickettstridesearch.com. Tune in next week. We've got another really strong show for you guys. I don't want to announce the guest because it's actually going to be a surprise. <laughs> all right, I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard.